What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand News Show, Wrestling Life. Like always, on all podcast platforms everywhere, it is Brand News Show. Social media platforms: Instagram, TikTok, uh, Threads, Facebook, Brand News Show, and of course, like always, YouTube channel, Brand News Show. Like I said, today is Wrestling Life. Uh, as you know, every uh, premium live event for WWE. I come on here and I talk about it, uh, my rate and review show. And WWE just went all the Prime Live event, just went off. WWE Crown Jewel um, just happened in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, so, yeah. Uh, really, 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 really uh, good pay-per-view. Um, it wasn't wasn't anything too crazy. Um they had, I think, seven matches on the uh, card tonight uh, for, for Crown Jewel. And I'm going to talk about all of them. Um, uh, so let's get into it, man. Um, uh, so if you know how I do this, I do my least favorite match to my most favorite match of the night. Uh, I rate it pretty much with stars. Uh, I say one star to five, but nobody really gives, gets a one, that's, that's rare, uh, so probably two, two star to five, um, I have given somebody a two star before, so it's not that surprising, so, uh, yeah, so, um, that's how I do it, and if I have two five star matches, which I do, uh, I rate it from my least favorite five star match, not saying it's not my favorite match, it just wasn't my favorite match of the entire night, um, so let's get into it, man. Um, so I started off with this. My least favorite match of the night was, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. Um, I gave it three stars. Um, pretty much a raw match. And I hate when people say that shit when I watch wrestling, uh, podcasts and stuff. People always say that. Well, that was like a, you know, sorry, but that, you know, they usually say, you know, that wrestling match was kind of like a, uh, uh. It's like a Raw, or it was a SmackDown match just on a PLE. But this really did feel like a match you could have just had on, you know, Raw. You know, it really was just a Raw match. Uh, it even had the elements of a Raw match. Judgment Day trying to come in and interfere. Uh, Jey Uso comes and pretty much stops them. Uh, yeah, it felt kind of like a Raw match. Um, it wasn't really anything special. They kind of hit a lot of big moves early in the match, which was good, but it was kind of like, you know, we know this is kind of more of a TV, TV main event kind of thing. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to get to the point with Judgment Day where I was when they first started and I was like, what the fuck is this? The 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 storyline of Judgment Day now is kind of like trying to create a um a, a leader pretty much right now. It's starting to now have this this feeling of who is the leader of Judgment Day, which has kind of always been the the fault of Judgment Day. Earlier, when you first took over from Edge and you had no leader, okay, cool. First they would say it was Finn, then they were like, no, it's not Finn. It's just we have no leader. And then it was supposed to be Damien. Then Damien isn't the leader. And now it's Rhea, and it does feel like it is Rhea's Judgment Day. And I'm cool with it being Rhea's Judgment Day because it seems like that's the only one that actually gets the shit done uh, on her own, by the way. And, I mean, yeah, technically, I mean, because she's a woman, so it's not like they can run in and interfere. I mean, Dominic tries, but it's not really like he can, you know, physically touch anyone. Um, but it would make sense if Rhea was the, the, the leader of Judgment Day because it would make sense. Um, but the problem with Judgment Day right now is that it's running into its own success. It's running into its own success. It's starting to have a little bit of that, what the fuck is this? You, you, what is it now? What is Judgment Day? And it's starting to really hone in on it. And I think Judgment Day is starting to fucking, like I said, it's starting to hit their own, it's starting to hit that wall again. Is J.D. McDonough in Judgment Day or is he not? Is, is... Is Rhea officially the leader, or is she not? It's it's a very shaky situation for Judgment Day. And this match didn't help. Uh, it really didn't fucking help. And also, what I've been feeling like with the Damian Priest situation, 
and and you saw with Sami Zayn taking a briefcase at the at the beginning of the of the pay per view. And that is when the fuck is Damien gonna cash in money in the bank? This is the same problem you have with Austin Theory, and I thought with Triple H it would make him it make more sense. But the fact that Judgment Day wants all of the power, but they're the undisputed tag team champions. Dominic has the North America title, and Rhea is the world heavyweight champion on Raw. The women's world heavyweight champion on Raw. It's starting to kind of get into this point of what the fuck does this, when is this going to happen? When is Damien going to cash in the money in the bank briefcase? Now, some people could look at this and say, well, this is going to be his chip to say, I am the leader because I am the money in the bank briefcase holder. Or when he does decide to win the title, whenever they decide for him to win the title, this is when he can say, this is why I'm the leader. I'm the world heavyweight champion. But I feel like everything around Judgment Day has to fall. And I don't think Rhea's losing that title anytime soon. And I don't think Damien's cashing in anytime soon. And depending on really what happens with the undisputed tag team championships, if they get new titles or they completely just say, this is Raw, this is SmackDown. The storyline of Judgment Day is starting to kind of, and this is what I've always been saying about Judgment Day, Judgment Day. What is it? Like, what is this damn group? It's it's still cool. You can still like them, but it's kind of starting to fall into the position of where the bloodline storyline was before they got Sami Zayn injected. Where it's like it's the same shit every fucking week. What is it? Unlike the Judgment Day, the bloodline actually had one leader, Roman. We knew it was Roman. The fucking problem with the Judgment Day is you're trying to sell as that everybody's the leader, but it's that's not fucking true. We already know that's not fucking true. We know Rhea has more of authority figure kind of feel to it than Finn does or Damien does. Did they have it earlier in the, the stage of this group? Yeah. But now it's starting to feel like, okay, it's real. That is clean, clear, clear as day. It's real. Now, what does Damien now do on Monday night? Because he lost his match. And the Judgment Day got ran off by Jey Uso in a steel chair. And that's pretty much fucking it. And I'm starting to now, like, I don't, I don't, and now he's still got the money in the bank briefcase, which I said, Sammy took it and ran off early in the mat, earlier in the pay-per-view. So now it's starting to get to the point where it's like, what the fuck is Judgment Day? They don't really have anybody they have built up to be tag team championship worthy. I guess New Day, but even that is a little shaky. They're trying to create the, the tag team dy- dynamic, but I think the Judgment Day, should, they should do what they was doing with them. With the Usos, after a while, Usos defend the Raw tag team titles on Raw, and SmackDown gets the SmackDown tag team titles. Now, the problem with SmackDown is you don't really have that many tag teams on SmackDown. Whereas for Raw, you got most of your tag teams. So that's the New Day. That's DRY. That's Imperium. That's you can you can take the Raw tag team titles off of Judgment Day, which puts them on SmackDown because it will help SmackDown with the storyline, which is the Judgment Day and the Bloodline, which Today was announced that it is going to be Survivor Series War Games, which will be my next uh, rating review show. But, yeah, this match, all in all, I expected it to be exactly what it was, a really good Raw match. It was a really good main event of Raw. I've seen Cody and Damian go out there and have really good Raw matches, so that's exactly what the fuck this was. You could have literally just had this shit on Raw, but I get it. You needed some star power with Cody. And another member of Judgment Day in the match. Me personally, if you were going to do it, I probably would have put Finn and Cody in this match. Not Damien, but hey, do you think? Uh, I guess they're like, Finn needs a break. Let's put Damien in it. But it's starting to get to the point again with this briefcase where somebody's getting a briefcase and they're kind of getting hindered by the briefcase. It's like, because eventually you got to cash this bitch in at some point. And if you're not going to do it anytime soon, just get the shit over with. Just get the briefcase off of Damian Pierce. Uh, Damian Price. I mean, oh my god, uh, Damian Pierce. <laughs> and Priest, you should just get the briefcase off of Damian Priest and just give it to someone else. Like I think they should have a like they used to do. Maybe have Sammy and Damian Pierce. Uh, Damian. Uh, Damian Priest fight for the money in the bank briefcase. But let's see what happens. I think it should be that. I think Sammy, hell, let's let's. If you really want to do it, how about Cody Rhodes wins the money and like briefcase from Damian uh, uh, Pierce? 
Oh, good God. Damian Priest. How about how about Cody Rose wins the briefcase from Damian Priest? And that's how you get the Roman Cody match. I mean, me personally, I'd like mine stay my mine's better. Whereas that solo beats wins the Royal Rumble, but he throws out Cody to win the Royal Rumble and they fight at Elimination Chamber. Because Roman's not going to be in the Elimination Chamber. I don't know why people keep screaming, put Roman in the Elimination That ain't never going to fucking happen. If Roman ain't got to go through the Elimination Chamber to keep his title, he ain't going through the Elimination Chamber to keep his fucking title. And on top of that, I don't even know if Roman wants to even be in Australia for the Elimination Chamber. I mean, why would he? If you can actually create the energy of Roman versus Cody, but not actually give put Roman in a elimination chamber, this is what I this is why I keep saying Solo should win the Royal Rumble. He should win the Royal Rumble and have Cody versus and Cody versus uh, Solo, especially after what happened today in Crown Jewel. Cody versus Solo now would actually make sense, and also for the right to go to WrestleMania as the main event to fight Roman. That would be way more impactful. All these other scenarios that people have is so stupid. I don't understand this scenario where it's like, Cody should come in, but he should be number one. And he still should, should lose the Royal Rumble. How about you have just Cody just come in at 15, Solo come in at 30, Solo throws Cody out at the last second, and Solo wins the fucking Royal Rumble. Because all these other scenarios, and have Set versus Gunther in the Elimination Chamber. Set is actually used to the Elimination Chamber. Roman isn't. Why put Roman in the Elimination Chamber? If he's never been in it, especially with this version, it makes that so stupid. The World Heavyweight Championship is going to be in the Elimination Chamber. I don't think people have actually physically understood that yet, but they will. <laughs> like it's, it's that fucking simple. Solo should win the Royal Rumble, and that is that simple. And Cody's story should be, I beat Solo at, at um, Elimination Chamber. I beat Solo at the Elimination Chamber. That's how I got my match against Roman Reigns because he was the number one contender for the Royal Rumble and Solo overruled Roman to be in that match against Cody because he wants to prove that he's ready. What's the one thing Cody told him before he fought uh, Roman last year? You're not ready. You can't do this on your own. You're not ready. And then tonight, the fact that he, you know, a match that I will be talking about in a couple minutes, that he beat someone that is that legendary and probably ended it. And plus on top of that, which I think will happen again, and this is why I think what makes sense if Solo does win the Royal Rumble and have it that way, is that but Cody's story, this match tonight was just a really good Raw match. It was a three-star Raw match, and I thought it was a three-star uh, Crown Jewel match. You could have kept it on Raw. It didn't really need to be on this pay-per-view, but I guess you needed more umph for the pay-per-view. Cody is a, you know, a star. And Judgment Day is some of an attraction, so I guess. But this was a three-star in my least favorite match of the night. All right, so let me see. I got two three-and-a-half-star matches. Um, I'm going to bump one up to, like, four, four stars. So I got two three-and-a-half-star matches. And that is – so my first three-and-a-half-star match is this. And that is Roman uh, Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship. I thought it was three and a half stars. I didn't think it was. I, a lot of people was hyping this matchup, and because of what Logan has done in this time in WWE in the matches that he's had, and also Rey Mysterio is very fucking Mysterio. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. I kind of had low expectations for this match, to be honest with y'all. I really did actually have low expectations. Rey can't move like he used to move. Like I don't think people are realizing that. Ray can't really move like he used to fucking move. And as good as Logan is, this wasn't that type of match I thought he should have. I knew he should win the U.S. championship. You had to get it off of Ray. You had to put it on Logan. But me personally, I'd rather have seen it be Santo Escobar versus Logan Paul for the United States championship. It happened that way. But this match was exactly what I expected. It was going to be Logan pretty much trying to ground Rey Mysterio throughout the match, and that's exactly what the fuck happened. Um, the only reason why I gave it three and a half stars is because of the ending. Um, Logan was going to cheat. That's kind of obvious. I'm assuming now the brass knucks is a part of his fucking finish. I don't know why, but okay, cool. Um, yeah, Santo Escobar pretty much leaving the brass knucks on the fucking apron after you took him away from 
Logan's dude just to give him the fucking, just to give him the damn brass knucks any way. Like, it was, it, it didn't make any fucking sense. If that wasn't you just literally saying, fuck you, Ray, <laughs> like, 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 good God almighty, man. That was a, that was a terrible situation. But yeah, I thought, I thought this match was, was okay. It wasn't like SummerSlam where it was going to be a lot of high flying between him and Ricochet. This was kind of what I expected. I hate to say it like that, but it was kind of what I expected. I did not expect this match to be super over the top, super crazy, super. I kind of expected it to be kind of like Logan dominating Ray. And when Ray could kind of get his his offense in, it wasn't like super crazy. It was okay. It wasn't that. Like, I think the title should have been off of Ray, but it wasn't. This match was not what everybody expected. I think everybody still has this idea that Ray is still that guy we saw earlier in his career, and he isn't. He's he's older. He can't do some of the shit he used to do. If this was Ray versus Logan in 2006, 2006 Ray versus Logan, hell yeah, sign me the fuck up. If this was Ray when he first got to WWE, hell yeah, sign me the fuck up. With Logan the way he is now, hell yeah, sign me the fuck up. But that's not it. Ray's a little older. He it takes him a little bit more time to kind of get himself up to that par. So yeah, I didn't expect this match to be super over the top like everybody was screaming. I thought it'd be okay. I think it would have been better if it was Santo Escobar versus Logan Paul to for the U.S. Championship because Santos could actually go in the ring and it's exactly what you would want the match that him and Ray you thought would have, but that that's not what I expected. I expected it to be exactly what it was, three and a half stars, and that's what exactly what it was. Logan's not a U.S. champion, which makes sense, and hopefully if everything goes exactly planned and it continues to go the way it is, because I can see Ray and Logan fighting again, maybe a Survivor Series, and then Ro- Logan fighting uh, Santos Escobar and maybe eliminate uh, Royal Rumble, and then it sets up Logan versus uh, L.A. Knight at um, – WrestleMania. So it would make sense for me personally. I think that'd be a great match. And LA Knight gets his first title. He just gets it off of Logan. So yeah, three and a half stars. Speaking of SmackDown and SmackDown titles, uh, that is, brings me to my next three and a half star match. Eo Scott versus Bianca Belair. It wasn't for the uh, WWE Women's Championship. Three and a half stars. Um, it wasn't like the backlash match where, you know, the crowd was super crazy and over the top with it. This was kind of what it was going to be. I think it was as as it was. Um, I gave it three and a half stars. Um, I like the ending. The ending was really dope. Uh, Kyrie saying coming back. Kyrie saying coming back uh, and pretty much teaming up with EO Sky. This damage control shit is exactly what I expected it to be. Eventually, it's going to. EO Sky is getting to the point where I don't need you, Bailey. She's literally telling her, I don't need you. Literally last night on SmackDown, she was like, when, when, um, when, uh, damn, Nick Otis, Otis, uh, new general manager of SmackDown was like, yo, uh, damage control, you're banned from ringside. And EO Sky, everybody's like, oh my God. And EO Sky was like, you got this. Like, <laughs> she was like, you got it. You building this up, building this up. It's starting to get to the point now where I'm like, I think my WrestleMania prediction of what this is going to be. Is going to come true, and that is EO Sky is going to fight Bailey at WrestleMania with Dakota Kai, and I think it's going to be a damage control like title match because I don't see any other outcome other than just you put them in a match at like Royal Rumble, and it makes no sense to do it when you can make some real money off of it at WrestleMania. Outside of you just going to let EO Sky drop the title at some point. Now, if EO Sky drops the title at some point. It's got to be the Bailey, right? Like, I'm assuming it's got to be the Bailey. But even in that sense, I don't know what happens. I think that the um, Kyrie Singh coming back kind of does make damage control. It makes the story better. It does make the story better um, because it makes people now have to say, oh, hold on, if Eosky is now teaming with uh, Kyrie Singh, what does that really mean for da- uh, damage control? And if Dakota and if Dakota Kai is also going to be somewhat healthy in the next couple weeks, you can have a split and you can have a tag team match at some point between them two. Damage Control, the members of Damage Control versus now Eo Scott and Kyrie Singh, which makes more sense. So, you know, and even you know you even heard Bailey literally say uh, last night where she was like, maybe if I beat Bianca, 
me and you could fight for the title. And it was like, what? <laughs> Io Sky was like, what? And even in the match, you saw Io Sky even hit Bailey, and she wasn't like concerned, like, oh, I hit you. Like, she was more like, yeah, I hit you. You shouldn't have got your ass out here. <laughs> you shouldn't have even been out here. Like, why are you? She looked, she sat her down, like, mm hmm. Yeah, I hit you. And, <laughs> like, when I actually think about this now, it's like, that match is actually really good. Like, because the, the shit that is creating it is like, okay, that's pretty dope. But how do I feel about this whole thing? But Bianca, I think Bianca's going to bounce back. She's good. I don't think she, her or Charlotte need to be in the title picture right now. The same thing what I felt like with uh, Becky. Becky don't need to be in a title picture. I think they are the title. That is the, the, the thing. And the way this is now starting to be, and, that, and if that is true, that Jay Cargill is going to Raw, which is kind of setting up, which – Raw's got a, um, their own little situation, and that's real going to fight Becky at uh, WrestleMania, which we kind of already see it coming. The question is really who wins the Royal Rumble for the women? And now you have Bianca, you have Charlotte, you have Jay, and now you have Becky. You have four women that literally can win the Royal Rumble, and we don't know who wins it. And now you add, if they do this the right way, Bailey. So if you add this, if you got like five women that can win the Royal Rumble, that's a hell of a situation, whereas for the men, it's only like two or three. They can really win a Royal Rumble that we really know right now. So for me, it's like five women that can win a Royal Rumble, which is rare to say. So, yeah, I thought the match all in all was three and a half stars. thought it was exactly what I expected it to be. I'm not surprised by it. It was a really good match. Like I said, I bumped the match up to four stars, and that's exactly what it's coming in as. And like I said earlier, when I was talking about him earlier, Solo Sakura, that's his match with John Cena. I gave it three and a half stars at first. Like I said, I bumped it up to four stars. Um, it took a minute <laughs> to like like heat up, and um, no, this was not John Cena's last match. I know a lot of people will sit up here and say. This was John Cena's last match, and they gave him even the grand ending, like, oh, thank you, Cena, and all that. But I've seen wrestling enough to know this ain't the last time we're going to see John Cena. You think you really think John Cena is going to lose his last match in WWE? I know, I know, he's trying to boost the people up. He's trying to give the young talent that. But that's what he did. He gave Solo exactly what he needed. He gave Solo a solo victory over him. That's what he's supposed to do. And it was that crown jewel, and it was that. Now, exactly what I lead into for night one of WrestleMania, which is John Cena is going to come back, and he's going to fight Solo, which is, brings me to me saying Solo wins the Royal Rumble, he eliminates Cody Rose, he fights Cody Rose at Elimination Chamber to the, for the right to go to WrestleMania in the main event. But John Cena comes back, and he throws that all into a tailspin, which helps Cody Rhodes beat Solo. And gets Cody Rose that match, but makes Solo now have John Cena in his grasp. And now he wants John Cena more than anything. And he's like, I destroyed you tonight. I destroyed you, which he beat the shit out of Cena. Like 15 Samoan spikes. Like the dude <laughs> spiked John Cena so many times. And you still come back and you still want more? You still want to fight me? Which ends John Cena's career there. And he beats Solo at WrestleMania. But then it creates what I've been saying, which is Solo now thinking, I am the tribal chief. I can do this. I beat John Cena too, which creates the plant that we need. Solo now thinks, I am, I, I beat John Cena. I beat John Cena too. So, so John, like Roman, you can't really tell me what the fuck to do. I beat John Cena too. And how much of that does go to his head? Now, he now starts to think, I can call these shots. He's not, Roman again. People, again, on social media screaming, Roman's not going to be at Survivor Series. What does that mean? It means absolutely fucking nothing. It's exactly what I expect. Roman comes, takes his break, and then he goes to go. Then he leaves. He comes back, gives you a match, and then he goes the fuck out. The thing about this is the fact Solo wins this match against John Cena, how much of that does boost his confidence and makes him feel like, I really don't need to listen to the Tribal Chief, which a lot of people are not paying attention to for the last couple of months. When Roman is not there, who's really calling the shots? Solo. Everybody says Jimmy. No, it's fucking Solo. Solo is doing this all by himself. He is doing what he wants to do. 
he's only letting his brother say what he wants because he knows Roman will go at him way faster than he ever go at him. So I'm going to let Jay think he's really calling these shots, but Solo has the right to not want to go do that shit if he wants to because Jimmy's not technically back in the bloodline. So Solo's doing this shit because he wants to, which leads me to tonight. Him beating John Cena, especially the way he beat John Cena, how much is that a confidence boost? And especially if you go into now the War Games match with Judgment Day and Bloodline. If Solo actually wins the blood, uh, wins War Games by himself, that's two confidence boosts. That's two. And now he's thinking to himself, wait, I beat John Cena, and I just won War Games. Why the fuck should I listen to Roman? That's the storyline. And people continuously, I get it, y'all are so, you know, but Roman's not going to be in Survivor Series. Who gives a shit? Who cares? Your new tribal chief is going to be at Survivor Series. Solo. Him winning this match against John Cena boosts his confidence. And on top of that, if Solo does win the Royal Rumble, and let's say my scenario was... For Solo saying he wants to fight Cody Rhodes with the title match on the line, what if Roman then says, you know what, you're right, you should fight Cody, and you should take him out. And Roman actually agrees to let Solo do this. And now if Solo loses the match, who does he think he's turning his attention towards? Roman. Who do you think he's pissed at? Roman. Why? you signed off on me fighting this motherfucker for my number one contenders match. Why would I not be mad? I get people. I hear you. I hear y'all. Get your panties in a bunch. I hear it. But the storyline of the bloodline isn't really about about Jay or Jimmy anymore. It's about Solo. I literally said this shit after WrestleMania. I said the storyline is about fucking solo now. That's all that it's turning towards. Because he's in a background. You don't even pay attention to it. That is why this storyline is actually still good, but nobody's paying a fucking attention to it. Because the storyline is predicated on solo. Yeah, he's still listening to the tribal chief. But when pay attention to when solo even sat, like last night on Friday night SmackDown. Paul Heyman's talking and Solo's like, give me the mic. Like, mm, give me the mic. When have you ever heard Solo talk? And then you have a match against John Cena and you beat him like you beat him. Yeah. I still got my prediction of WrestleMania night two where it's like Solo's going to turn on Roman Reigns and that is how Roman loses the title because he trusts no one. But in his family, he feels a little bit safe. And Solo's going to be the one because he don't fuck it. He don't fuck with Solo. He don't fuck, he, he, every last couple of weeks, if y'all ever seen this, Solo's been very, like, when Roman and Solo been on TV together, y'all remember this, when they would, like, even when they were going to Money in the Bank, and Roman was laughing when Jay and Jimmy was like, Solo should be tribal chief, and Roman was laughing, and then he looked, and Solo was dead serious, he's looking at him, like, he was like, oh, like, you, you think that too? Like, what the fuck? This, there has been plants of it, man. You you just got to pay attention to it. But him beating John Cena is a very thing. John's not done. He's not retiring. He's going to be at WrestleMania 40. He's going to fight Solo. And that's how John Cena gets his revenge. He beats Solo at WrestleMania 40. Because here's the thing. They're not going to let John win a big match like that at Crown Jewel. Come on. Come on. If you know you can string it out and get John Cena at WrestleMania 40, and he goes again against Solo, who's now got the more confidence. He's got more confidence. He feels more like I'm the man and you can't touch me. And I beat your ass already at Crown Jewel. You can't touch me, John Cena. And plus, you just cost me my damn title match at WrestleMania? Come on. But yeah, I gave it four, I gave it four stars. Coming in. What, five and a half stars. Is Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax versus Zoe Stark versus Shayna Baszler versus Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's World Heavyweight Championship? 
It's like I just said about Damian Priest. Eventually, they're going to have to make this storyline at some point make sense for a lot of people because the the whole thing on, you know, Judgment Day is there is no leader. But Rhea can't be going around making what Damian said on uh, Monday night. Like, you can't, who the fuck told you you could go around and just start ordering people to just do matches? And that was the thing. I think what people are not really understanding about this storyline, too, is the fact that Rhea's the damn leader. Are we fucking kidding ourselves? Rhea's the fucking leader. Like, (laughs) like, sorry, Damian. Rhea's the fucking leader. Like, and like I said, Rhea's already got her WrestleMania plans. If everything goes according to plan, Rhea's going to fight Becky at WrestleMania. This has been, they've been teasing this match since last fucking year. Since last year's War Games, they've been teasing this fucking match. If you don't believe me, go watch War Games from last year. When Rhea and Becky were actually standing eye to eye against each other in the fucking War Games match. Come on, man. They've been teasing this match for a while. If Rhea versus Becky is the match at WrestleMania 40, I'm all for it. Let it happen. This match was pretty, actually, really good. This was actually a really good match. Um, I know a lot of people would be like, it could have, uh, a lot of people are going to probably hate on it or whatever, but this is actually a better match than I thought it would be. Uh, every woman showed their strength and showed what they can be and showed what they could do. Uh, Shayna taking a pin is pretty interesting. I didn't think she would take the pin. But I don't know what they do with Rhea's title because she did just beat all four of these fucking women. So it really doesn't matter who you really... I guess Nia. I guess you fight Nia now, which is kind of the, the stupid part of it all. It's like, why would you fight now Nia by yourself? That makes no sense. But Nia is the only one that didn't really technically get pinned and wasn't in the match final. So I guess that'd be her claim to... You beat them. You didn't really beat me. Um... But, yeah, Rhea's supposed to keep the title. There's no real reason to take the title off of Rhea. What is the reasoning? So, yeah, I'm not I'm not too surprised. I gave it four and a half stars. Like I said, it was actually a really good match. I didn't expect it to be that good. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good match. Zoe Stark also showed up and showed out, which is very important. If you're going to start building new women to come at the top of the, uh, top of the uh, mountaintop for, for, you know, one's... Um, you do move from the real Becky situation at WrestleMania. You need new women. And Zoe definitely showed up and showed out in this match. Um, so I was really impressed by her, definitely. But, uh, yeah, gave it four and a half stars. All right. Two five-star matches. One opened and opened the Prime Live event. The other one closed it. Both of them are championship matches. And both of them are former Shield members. So who is my favorite match? That's very simple. Coming in. As the my second favorite match of the night. That is Roman Reigns versus LA Knight for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Why? Because this match was pretty fucking predictable. We already know what the fuck the match is gonna be. We already know how it was gonna end. Somebody's gonna come out and screw LA Knight. That's exactly what it was. But it doesn't take away from what the match actually was. It was a really good match. LA Knight got a chance to really show what he was made of, which is very important. If you're going to continue to build on him and push him to be the next big star, you need a guy like Roman Reigns. You know, a lot of people, I'm starting to realize, like, Roman's having his best matches at Crown Jewel. <laughs> like, like, last year against Logan Paul was amazing. In this match, was really good. Um, it was funniest thing on the planet was my dad texted me, like, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, you made me like L.A. Knight. <laughs> he's like, man, you made me like L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is a guy that I think a lot of people get behind. And I, like I said, man, it isn't like L.A. Knight lost clean to Roman. He lost pretty much due to the bloodline shenanigans again, which is kind of obvious. But this is how you continue to build a star. L.A. Knight now has a claim that, yo, Roman didn't really beat me. He did what he usually does, and that's get his family involved, which is what I keep saying. L.A. Knight is going to pretty much – now, here's the problem. Here's the thing with this. What do you now do with L.A. Knight? Which is the biggest problem, right? Roman Reigns is going to go off. He's going to do his break. He's going to be gone to probably Royal Rumble. That's not what you're going to do. What do you do with L.A. Knight? Because this is where this is now the make or break situation with L.A. Knight. It wasn't the match of Roman. Building them is not the hard part. It's keeping them there. 
is the hard part. That's kind of what you see sometimes with Sammy. You see sometimes with Kevin Owens. It's kind of hard to keep them up there after they already fought Roman. Sammy's still there, but he's not as big as he used to fucking be. People going to lie and say, yes, he is. No, he's not. Kevin Owens is not where he used to be. He's not. What do you do with LA Knight now? And that is where it's the make or break situation. Because I don't know. Because, listen, if you're going to put LA Knight and LA and uh, Logan Paul in a rivalry at some point and put him in WrestleMania and have him fight for the title, you now have to plan that outright. Which brings me to War Games, which is, again, Judgment Day bloodline. But if that is the case, LA Knight's got to be in that elimination. He's got to be in a war games match. So the question really is, I know it's going to be Cody. I know it's going to be Sammy. I know it's going to be Jay. So who on SmackDown is getting in that elimination chamber? I mean, eliminate. oh my God. War games match. Who else is going to go in there? LA Knight's clearly going to be in there for SmackDown. But who's the other one? Kevin Owens? People saying it's going to be AJ Styles. I don't think it's going to be AJ Styles. I think AJ, yeah, AJ's hurt. He got hurt by the bloodline, but I don't think he's going to come back and be in the War Games match. That, that It kind of defeats the purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of defeats the purpose of having an LA Knight and also a Kevin Owens on the fucking bro- programming. Kevin Owens, who already has problems with the bloodline, who's been saying literally, that I'm not done with Judgment Day. I'm not done with the bloodline. So you're just going to have AJ Styles come back to do what? Take a spot? No, I think Jay should be in it, Cody should be in it, LA Knight should be in it, and Kevin Owens should be in it. Why not have that be the blood the, the war games match? And whenever AJ Styles comes back, let AJ Styles come back and interrupt Roman Reigns and have that be the the program. But and I know AJ Styles is supposed to be coming back soon, but for me personally, I would I would still have LA Knight in the War Games match, but I will have Kevin Owens in the War Games match. And that is where this conversation is. Not like I said about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns' path is pretty obvious. Roman's probably going to fight AJ Styles at Royal Rumble in that elimination chamber. He's not going to touch it. He's not going to even be a part of the pay-per-view. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him a part of the pay-per-view. If anything, he's there, but he's not physically going to fight anyone. He's only there to just make sure that um, Solo wins the match, beats Cody, and make sure he secures that he's going to be... uh, which is the thing about this this storyline, which is Roman. If Solo wins the Royal Rumble, he's going to tell Solo, hey, man, you, you're going to fight Set. I want the Bloodline to have both titles. I want you to go and fight Set at WrestleMania, which is what I've been saying, because if Set technically is not going to have a match at WrestleMania because they got to go in the Elimination Chamber, why not have Solo fight Set? I want both titles. I want you to have it, and I want me to have it. And that's how we dominate. That's how we continue to have the power and the control of of um, WWE. But Cody kind of messes up that plan a little bit. And I think that's kind of how that's supposed to go. For everybody else that's kind of making these plans and being like, Bro, Roman's going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Roman is never going to be in the Elimination Chamber. That makes no sense. Why would he go into the Elimination Chamber? Well, people are not... <laughs> like, I'm just... I'm trying to figure that out with people, where people are like, this analogy is like, well, Roman should fight in the Elimination Chamber. Why? Why? Why should Roman fight in the Elimination Chamber? Because he's the champion. What's the storyline? And everybody's scenario is that Cody ends up in the Elimination Chamber with him. For fucking what reason? That's not a good storyline. I think people are just that stupid and they don't know I don't say stupid but they're just they're, the plan is to get Cody completely away from Roman that's the fucking plan what you saw of Smackdown when they when Cody came to Smackdown that's the plan they want to keep them as far away from each other as much as they can to that that particular moment Cody's going to still be in the bloodline storyline which is why he's going to be in a war games match but the plan is for Solo to handle Cody. Because Cody just got beat by John. I mean, Solo just beat John Cena. So if you just beat John Cena, you could clearly handle Cody. Right? That's the plan. Solo's going to fight Cody. 
at Elimination Chamber. I'm preparing y'all for this shit because I think y'all are just, y'all are running on fumes. And y'all are like, well, Cody's got to fight Roman at some point. And Cody's got to put his hands on Roman at some point. And it's got to happen at some point. It's going to happen. Uh, WrestleMania 40. This whole, and I, and I do think Cody should probably come in. I said 15, but one wouldn't, one, one. Because if he comes in at one, if Solo comes in at 30, Cody's already been in the ring for damn near an hour. And it would make it easy pickings for Solo just to throw him out. And I think people have it right. But I think it's the other way around. I think if you're going to do nostalgia, how about do it like Vince and Stone Cold in a rock? How they set up that match at WrestleMania 15. How about you just have the rock run, walk down to the ring like Roman. Roman walks down to the ring after his match against AJ. Have him walk down to the ring and tell Cody, like, you want this title? You you want to fight me again? You want you want to do this? And Solo throws him out the ring. And Solo decides to keep the Raw Rumble winning. But have Roman Solo Cody say, You didn't beat me by yourself. Roman helped you. Which will make Solo's ego kick in. Where it's like, no. No, 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 no. I beat you. I threw you out the ring. No, 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 no. Roman helped you. And that's what creates the Roman Cody versus Solo, which gives you the WrestleMania 40 match. But the scenario of have Cody in the, you know, go to Raw Rumble just to go in number one, which I, I agree with. It should happen, probably. Let him be in at number one. But if y'all don't think Solo at some point is going to be a part of the Royal fucking Rumble, just to make sure Cody doesn't win it, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> like, you're fucking crazy. Like, that's the whole point of having the fucking bloodline storyline go this long. Solo is the enforcer. He just had one of the biggest wins of his career, John Cena. Now his confidence is up there. Now he thinks he could take out anybody. That's been the biggest problem. When Roman has needed him to take out people, he hasn't done it. Think about it. He fought Cody. He lost to Cody. That was his first loss. He fought Jay. He lost to Jay. That was his second loss. What else he fought? He fought um, L.A. Knight. That was his third loss. That was his third loss. I know he fought Sammy too, but I don't think he lost to Sammy. I think it was like a countout. But that was his third loss. Okay, in Sammy. That was his fourth loss. When Soto's actually had to take out somebody for, for the bloodline, he hasn't done it. He hasn't been successful at it. So for him to actually do it tonight against John Cena is why I think that is the story, but people are so blind to it. And you won't realize it until maybe January. And people are like, how did Soto win the Royal Rumble? What the fuck is the story? The story is very simple. You just are making it hard on your fucking selves. It's not that bad damn complex. It's very simple. Roman's going to take his break. They're going to the elimination. They're going to go into the War Games match. Solo is going to win a war games match. Who does he beat? He doesn't beat Cody. That's why you need somebody to be a filler. Either Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. Somebody that's not technically going to be in the bloodline storyline like that anymore. But someone that can just take the pin. And you're not going to put LA Knight in there just to lose to Solo. No, 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 no. So you need somebody to be kind of like the guy that's going to take the fall. Which is Sami or Kevin. Which is why I keep saying, why the fuck would you put AJ in the War Games match if AJ technically, and you're not going to beat Jay, because Jay needs to still have his momentum. So who's the only two people you could use? Sammy or Kevin, who doesn't really have, excuse me, who doesn't really have that momentum anymore like that, which is why I just said, they're not as hot as they used to be. Not as hot as Jay, not as hot as Cody, and not as hot as LA Knight. So if you got those three guys in that ring, Jay Cody, Jay Cody, Jay Cody, and um, LA Knight are not going to take that pin. So you need Sammy or you need Kevin. You need one of those guys. And like, unlike last year when Cody, when Sammy took the, Kevin Owens took the pin for his team, it doesn't have that same thing. So if you put AJ in the ring and AJ loses to Solo, what the fuck was the point? What's the point? You needed Solo, Sammy to Jay to trust Sammy at some point. 
What's the point of putting AJ in a War Games match just for him to lose to Solo? You lost to Solo, dude. You can't beat Roman. <laughs> you can't beat Roman. And that's the point. You need a fall guy. You need somebody in that ring that could take the pin. Maybe you, and then you debate. Who is it? Is it Sammy or is it Kevin Owens? Now, if it's Sammy, that would make sense. That would make sense. But, yeah, and a lot of people also, they're saying, now, if Drew also joins the War Games match, which could happen, then you kind of help the situation, which is kind of like, now you kind of hurt the situation, which would be kind of interesting a little bit too, because let's say they don't bring Jimmy into a War Games match. Let's say Judgment Day is like, okay, Damian, Finn, J.D. McDonough, Dominic, and Drew. But let's say Dominic can't make it. A, a J.D. can't do it. So who do you go get? Solo. You bring Solo into that match, which prompts Team Raw, Cody, Jay, Sammy, let's say Seth. You bring them in, but not eighty to fifth. Just like they did at NXT, you go get Cody. You go get Kevin Owens. Somebody's not gonna make it for War again, for uh, Judgment Day. Dom or JD, somebody's not gonna make it. Or maybe even Damian. Maybe Damian's like, yo, I I don't want to be a part of this. But somebody's not gonna make it, which leads that to that. But. And I think you, and this is why I also feel like you maybe keep setting Drew out the War Games match, which will be pretty hard to do. But have them fight at Survivor Series. Why not? But all in all, I thought the match between Roman and LA Knight was really good. It's exactly what I expected for that match to kind of be. I wanted to see if LA Knight was going to advance his skills enough to, you know, keep it up. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm not surprised that this match was really good. Not at all. Gave it five stars. But the match of the night. Is exactly the match I just talked about. And that is Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Of course, I get that five stars. And it's a World Heavyweight Championship match. And it opened up uh, Crown Jewel. This was actually the best match on the damn court, to be honest with you. Uh, and what I mean by the best match, I mean wrestling was really actually good in this match. Uh, the LA Knight and Roman was more of a theatric. It, I don't say theatric. But it was more like a hype one. It was kind of like, yeah, this is, you know, like I said, I wanted to see if LA Knight was going to keep up with Roman. The Ray and Logan Paul was kind of messy and kind of sloppy. Uh, the fifth, the the five way was kind of the same, but that's a fun kind of crazy. John Cena solo was kind of like the standard, supposed to be John Cena match where he gets his ass whooped a lot. But the only thing was solo won the match, which was exactly what was supposed to fucking happen. Io and Bianca wasn't as great as the Backlash match, and that's exactly what I expected. So this was actually the best pure, and Cody and Damian was, like I said, like a Raw match. It was what I expected. It wasn't like anything crazy. This was the best wrestling match and the best match. They both tested each other's strengths. They both did exactly what I expected. Drew showed up and showed out. If Drew does join Judgment Day now, it would be a pretty interesting situation, which leads to the... The War Games match now has, like, two ways you can do the War Games match. You can do exactly what we expect, which is the Bloodline, Judgment Day, team up together. Or you can do what, what, what everybody expects, and that is what everybody else thinks. is where it's just, They keep it just strictly raw, which is Seth and Drew join the, Judgment Day, join the Judgment Day and Cody Rhodes situation. It's two situations which we can all see, but at the same time, it is interesting to see how they're going to do this. Triple H has got a really interesting dynamic dilemma on his hands, which is, do I take a Judgment Day member out of the, the War Games match just to put Solo in it? Because if Solo's got this momentum, you need to keep pushing it. Because I don't think you really need Jimmy in the damn War Games match. Just have Solo in it would, interest, would be interesting enough. But if you do go the route of just having it just strictly raw, Drew and Seth are going to be in it. Now, the question is, how does, who the fuck does Raw go get? Uh, they, a lot of people say Ricochet. I don't know about that. But me personally, I would maybe call up an old friend like Kevin Owens and see if he can't come through and do it. 
but because he still got his own problems with Judgment Day, which a lot of people don't want to put into perspective as Kevin Owens still has problems with the Judgment Day. Um, but I thought this match was really fucking good. Seth and Drew have amazing chemistry. Seth has amazing chemistry with every fucking body, but this is actually the best matchup for Seth because as much as, you know, the Finn and the Shinsuke was great, they didn't feel like they were on his level when it comes to championship credibility, whereas for Drew, feels like he's on his level for championship credibility caliber, you know, matches like this. And that's exactly what happened. I expected it to be really good. I expected it to be like a Drew and Seth match. Very overpowering, two men that can match strengths. And two men that could actually go out there and just wrestle. And that's exactly what it was, man. Uh, so, yeah. The the GOAT won, Seth Rollins, clearly. Uh, which sets up a kind of interesting situation with, like I said, I keep talking about the Roman situation, but Seth has a pretty interesting situation at WrestleMania, too, because... Do you take the title off for Gunther and have him and Seth fight at WrestleMania? Or do you just, you know, figure it out some other way with that situation? So I don't know how this all goes down for Seth going. His path isn't as clear as Roman's. His path is a little bit harder because you don't know who the fuck fights Seth at WrestleMania or going forward. Because so you just beat Drew. And they're going to probably fight again, maybe at the Royal Rumble. But you're not going to take the title off of Seth at the Royal Rumble. You're going to do it at WrestleMania. Which brings into the perspective, like I just said, do you take the title off of Gunther and have Gunther just be in the Royal Rumble and have him be the third man that gets eliminated, go into the Elimination Chamber, set it, that's the last person that loses to set before you went, you know, the Elimination Chamber. That's a lot of scenarios with Set's title, but that is the, you know, that's a whole nother conversation going down the road. But I do expect Set and Drew to fight at some point again for the title. Because... It was one of the best matches of the night. And that is why it is my favorite match of the night. <sighs> Hope you guys enjoyed this. Like I said, um, rate and review shows Survivor Series is coming up next. That is November 25th, so three weeks. Three weeks from now. Um, yeah, so the week of Thanksgiving, that's Saturday. Is Survivor Series. So, I'm looking forward to it. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I'll see you guys soon with another Wrestling Life. Till next time, I am Brian Janu. Peace.